This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Monday, February 5th. This is episode 193. It's been only three days since we recorded. Not e- well, I guess three full days since we recorded last. Mm-hmm. I just finished. Has it been? Yeah, I just finished editing Edit. last night and posted everything. So we're recording without anybody actually probably even listening to the latest episode, which is interesting. Should be, I guess it doesn't really matter. Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. shouldn't, shouldn't be no issue. But Ryan is not in studio with us tonight. He's at home. I know. I'm being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and your Skype is all fucky. It worked just fine last week. I don't know what the fuck's going on now. I blame the two skeptical chaps. They fucking sabotaged that <laughs> shit. You know what? They probably did. They sent a virus in there from fucking London. <laughs> uh, so what have you? What'd you do over the weekend? Uh, played with a dog. That was about it. It's been short time to do much. Yeah, yeah. Not a whole lot of time in between the showsies because no. somebody's schedule changed and we had to move our recording date. Uh-huh. That fucking asshole. And then they didn't even show up. <laughs> <laughs> I told you last week this was a possibility. Uh. Yeah, we just didn't figure that it would actually happen, I guess. It's just a lot of driving around. And I was like, ah, it'd be so much nicer to just be able to go back home. And then <laughs> and just I decided, stay. Then I decided to look into selling my house today because I got two phone calls this morning from people saying, do you want to sell your house? Do you have any properties for sale in that area? Really? So I, my real, so I called my real estate buddy and I'm like, why are people wanting to buy my home? He's like, because it's worth money and people want those kind of homes right now in the market. So he sent me a bunch of other homes to look at. I'm like, wow, I can buy a better home for as much as my home is worth right now and bank $80,000. Well, you might as well then. So I was like, why not? And only have a mortgage payment that goes up like 200 bucks. Are you still looking in Ogden? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's close for where Sarah works. Yeah. Yeah. And I, only and drive, I drive to work once a week. She drives to work every day. Yeah. Well, and the housing market is less expensive there. And Yeah. Yeah. Makes makes sense economically and as far as being able to get Sarah to work more easily for sure. Yeah. Tell her to buy yeah. a house in Ogden then. <laughs> <laughs> Equal rights and everything. <laughs> Girl power. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna pay fifty percent of it with I'm me. Just kidding, man. You don't have to divulge your whole financial life. I was just kidding. <laughs> and she had a good time in Montana. Yeah, yeah, sounded like it. She went and uh, had a bunch of mimosas with mermaids. Oh, I do that every weekend. Yeah, there's a, there's a mermaid bar there. Oh yeah, where there's actual people that swim in a giant fish tank behind the bar as mermaids. People or mermaids. People as mermaids. Oh. Yeah. People Did- as mermaids? <laughs> yeah. Come on, Matt. You know mermaids aren't real. We've told you this already. <laughs> well, I just want it to be true. 
I just really, really <laughs> hoped and wished that it would happen. Well, what have you done if you, over, over the weekend, man? If you had to fuck a mermaid, Ryan, which way would you want it to be? What do you mean? Fish head and human legs or the other way around? Oh. Human upper and fish lower. Well, if it's a fish lower, are the sex organs really, I mean. Nah, who cares? That might not work very well. <laughs> They've got to have some kind of orifice down there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And, and fishes have bad breath, so I don't know if. I want to fish up. Do upper. they? I'm guessing so. I've kissed a few fish. It's probably fishy. Yeah. They're makes, very fishy. Makes sense, I guess. <laughs> what have you what'd you do over the weekend? Uh I played with my new puppy Oz. Oh, you yeah? guys want to hear about let's what? talk about that for thirty minutes. <laughs> um Oh, did he destroy the house on Friday? Oh uh, no, he's just sleeping on the couch. Oh, good boy. No, just kidding. Super Bowl. That's what I done did. Super Bowl. Uh, where was a good fucking game, man. It was a really good. Did you watch the game, Ryan? I watched it after halftime. Yeah. So I saw half of it. It was, it was an offensive explosion, that game. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I liked it very much. It was, it was one of the better Super Bowls I've seen in a while. It's probably one of the better Super Bowls all, of all time. Yeah. I mean, the numbers were insane for, for everybody involved. How many in yards the, did Brady end up passing? Five hundred and five. Jesus Christ! Well, I thought they said at the end of the game that they had there's over a thousand yards in passing, which set a record for any postseason game. Well, they had eleven. They had eleven hundred uh, combined total uh, yeah. yards of total offense, both teams, which was a record. But, um, yeah, that's the most. That's the most passing yards anybody's ever thrown for in a loss, for sure, by Brady. That's a fucking insane amount of yardage yeah, dude, to throw. A yeah. lot. That's a lot. Um, but you know what? Uh, Eagles had the perfect game plan and almost flawless execution of it. And it was pedal to the metal from start to finish. They played a hell of a game and they deserved the win. They they just plain beat the Patriots. It was a good game. It, yeah. They really played their hearts out. I liked it very much. Yeah, that's all I did too. Watch well that and editing the show. Uh, got that all done and posted out everywhere. For the peoples to enjoy. Um, well, that's uh, that's about it for me as well over the last couple days. Should we talk about other stuff? Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is Natalie Newell of Science Moms and the Parenthetical Science Podcast. You are listening to The Godless Revolution. You've agitated or angered one of the supposedly calmest people on the planet, Deepak Chopra. You, you, you ruffled his feathers. What did you do to get Deepak Chopra so angry? I just, I just tweeted some fact. <laughs> but I mean, I've interviewed Deepak Chopra many times, and his whole thing is always, I do not get angry. I, if I'm in a, I've said to Deepak Chopra, if you get cut off in traffic, are you ever angry at that guy? No, I feel sorry that he is in pain spiritually you're not buying it he tweeted to me i said something to him joking about the origin of the universe or something and he tweeted back saying i'm going to shove my cosmic consciousness up your ass (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening now back to the show all right matt what you got for us this week well first of all first of all let me tell you let me tell you something (laughs) i have a couple of corrections oh yeah um Gorgon Klingenschmidt is uh, <laughs> is not Catholic. Actually, he's a born again. So you were you were oh, okay. right in that he wasn't Catholic. I just okay. saw his stupid white collar thing, and I just I think I thought maybe I made that connection. But uh, whatever. 
Uh, yeah. So there's that. And then also we were talking about dumb Southerners and couldn't even think of a single person we respected. And I'm like, duh, you know, Matt Dillahunty, Tracy Harris, Aaron Ra, all those, oh. everyone in the ACA. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Carter, Martin Luther King. <laughs> yeah. all, those guys are all Southerners. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, now I feel like a total dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those so. are, those are all very good examples. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel bad that we didn't think about them during the last episode. Well, it might be because most of them don't have that really deep Southern twang that yeah, people they don't... associate with the racist or the dumb side. Yeah. 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 But it's just nice to have that in mind so that when I'm my, when my bigoted brain starts to go that way, that I can try to pull it back, you know? Yeah. So that you're not thinking that all Southerners yeah, are... Just... Banjo plucking dipshits. Right. There's Wait. at least six of them that we that aren't. Yeah. <laughs> but you do got the liberal redneck. Uh, yeah. Trey Crowder. Trey Crowder. I like his stuff. I like his viewpoints. Yeah. And he has that that deep southern accent, and he's from the south. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit of it is. I think he exaggerates it a bit for his videos Pers- and persona. stuff. But but either way, yeah, that's. That's how he grew up, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, Thank you for the corrections. Yeah. So Brian Fisher um, decided to write a thingy mm-hmm. uh, about this. I guess there's been some discussion about whether to ditch the term evangelical, hmm. whether it's lost enough of its meaning or whatever. And... uh so he decided to write a little thing about it. Uh goes like this. There is no denying that there is a considerable degree of theological fuzziness in just about every branch of the church. Uh, so much so that many people I respect believe it's time to dump the term evangelical as too shop-worn and ill-defined to be of much use. Um, I'm turning you up just a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, they suggest we all uh, they suggest we all agree on a new term to supersede it. The problem here is that somebody is going to have to pick the new term and then define it. Given contemporary trends, there's no way to predict exactly how creative, elastic, and vague, I think that should have been an or, um, Mm. or vague, this new term may turn out to be. In trying to clear up the confusion about one word, we may simply wind up confused about the meaning of two words instead of just one. Another redundancy. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says, no, evangelical is a perfectly serviceable word. Remember that phrase, perfectly serviceable. serviceable. (laughs) And surprise, surprise, a conservative who's against changing something. Um, It does not need to be retired or taken out of service. It only needs a little clarification here, a little firming up there, a little trimming over here to be rehabbed and restored. But (laughs) But it does need to be clarified so that when people use the term, everybody knows what it means. A word that can mean anything. Anybody wants it to mean is useless. Okay. Like God, for so, example. So the word is not perfectly <laughs> serviceable. Uh-huh. He just went on a whole paragraph about how it's not perfectly serviceable. Mm-hmm. You should have said it's salvageable. Mm-hmm. But to say perfectly serviceable and then <laughs> explain how imperfect it is. <laughs> Maybe he means that it's it's broken but we can service it we can fix it but then it's not perfect but it's it's perfectly fixable 
Like my car is <laughs> perfectly fixable. Like it, it, like there's ways that I can fix it so it will be better. It's still, it's serviceable. It's not beyond repair. Maybe that's what he meant. Hmm. Trying to be charitable here with with Mister Fisher. Yeah, I think I think you're being plenty charitable. <laughs> uh, so he goes on. I suggest we use the following list to identify people and ideas who actually qualify to be called evangelical. Oh, so he's going he's going to pick out who are the true Scotsmen. <laughs> C.S. Lewis observed observed at one point that the term gentleman used to have a concrete value-free meaning to refer to a man who owned landed property. Landed property? That's what it says. Hmm. So so it wasn't in the water anymore. <laughs> or it's in the air around, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> To be called a gentleman was not a compliment. It was simply a statement of fact. Okay. Evangelical means good news or the gospel. So an evangelical is someone whose worldview is centered in the gospel and saturated in the gospel. Okay, no, it isn't. You just gave us the definition, dude. <laughs> and you changed it literally in the next sentence. Okay, I'll read that again. Evangelical means good news or the gospel. So an evangelical is someone whose worldview is centered in the gospel and saturated with the God. No. Okay. Hmm. Uh, now it's important to understand that by gospel, Paul and the other New Testament writers mean far more than God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Not sure how he knows okay. that. Okay. When Paul uses the term gospel in Romans, he uses it to refer to everything he taught, the whole counsel of God. All of Romans is the gospel, not just the Roman road parts. Mm -hmm. Others will certainly quibble with some of the lines I will draw below, but let's remember that the point here is to be as objective as possible about what the term means. Term means ah, hard right Christians and objectivity. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what an evangelical believes, says Fisher. If he doesn't believe, okay, so here's what they believe and then starts. With and then what, what they, they don't believe, yeah. If he doesn't believe something that's on this list, it doesn't at all mean he's a bad person, just means he's not an evangelical. Uh right. Is there and, anything more not evangelicals are bad? Is there anything more mm. purely objective than beginning with a no true Scotsman? <laughs> <laughs> uh theologically. I love when they use that, like it, as if it lends credibility to what comes after it. Uh huh. Theologically, the speaking about my magic book of spells. Uh huh. Um, the baseline for an evangelical is the inspiration, infallibility, and authority of the entire Bible. The whole shoot and match, the whole thing, and it's, it's perfect. all perfect. It's perfectly serviceable, even its internal <laughs> contradictions. They're all perfectly contradictory. Uh huh. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. This is 2 Timothy, apparently. Mm. This means that while some will feel, feel free to discard certain New Testament views as cultural rather than inspired, say with regard to homosexuality or marriage, an evangelical does not, except that homosexuality really isn't mentioned in the Bible, well, they talk about marriage, but they don't talk about, you know, what if it's outside of the man woman thing that they talk about? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's the whole if if man lies with man as he does with woman, surely they shall be stoned. So that's an interpretation of what that means. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, 
it yeah. could they could have interpreted that a hundred different ways, but they chose to make it yeah, about yeah. homosexuality. And an evangelical would only interpret it that way, according mm-hmm. to Fisher. Um, an evangelical holds an orthodox view of the person and nature of Christ. An evangelical believes in the eternal preexistence of Jesus Christ as the second member of the Trinity. Also, not mentioned in the Bible. Nope. The Trinity. He yeah. yeah. Uh, his virgin birth, his sinless life, his uh, substitutionary death as the sin bearer for all humanity, his physical resurrection from the dead, the Great Commission, and his eventual triumphal return to earth from the place where he now sits at the right hand of the Father. <laughs> <laughs> the Father. <laughs> it was just, it was just. <laughs> the vomit was, as I was kept reading, it was getting higher and higher by the time I got to that part. <laughs> uh, now, when it comes to cultural and political issues, which is the focus of this column, uh, here, here is what anyone who wants to call himself, himself specifically, an mm. evangelical must believe. Brian Fisher is the authority, everyone. So here it is. Number one, an even an Evangelical believes that marriage is exclusively the union of one man and one woman. And he cites a couple of uh, verses. Mormons are out. Done. Mormons cannot be evangelicals. Mm. Can they not? Well, they they still practice plural marriage in heaven. So. Oh, right, right, right. One woman. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Right. Um. Yeah. And so... Uh, the scripture he he actually writes out here is, quote, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Genesis 2, 24. Mm. And from that, Fisher gets this interpretation. Thus, as if it just follows, <laughs> an evangelical will oppose any attempt to normalize any other kind of relationship by calling it a marriage, whether it's a same sex relationship or a polygamous one. An evangelical will resist any attempt to normalize any sexual Union outside of marriage between one man and one woman, whether the union is a matter of sexual immorality, prostitution, adultery, or homosexuality, and will believe that all such counterfeit couplings should be contrary to sound public policy. Can he poison the well anymore with that uh-huh. counterfeit couplings? Uh-huh. It sounds like his, it, your only requirement is that you have to be a bigot. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the biggest uh, qualification. That's the bigotist for sure. <laughs> yeah. Part of it. Yeah. Number two, an evangelical believes that there are two and only two genders, male and female. He created them. Genesis one twenty seven. Thus, he says again, anyone who calls himself an evangelical will oppose all attempts to normalize transgenderism through bathroom policy or employment policy. <sighs> oh, that he gets that from from that one i mean if if the bathroom policy thing hadn't been such a recent issue that everyone was talking about that never ever would have occurred to him to connect it to this verse mhm mhm i w- i wonder if he did this again in 10 years if these five things would be the same if he didn't get get to look back at this if no. he just rewrote it you know what no, i mean no they went well as no, you were as be, you were talking about and you and you brought up marriage he said that they would fight against marriage of anything outside of man and woman. And I can remember back when we were fighting for marriage equality that 
evangelicals and a bunch of religious people were were upset at even the idea of saying, okay, well, maybe we won't call it marriage. We'll just call it a domestic partnership or domestic relationship, or, domestic or union. Or civil union. Civil union, whatever, right? And they still had a huge fucking problem with that. Yeah, right. So it wasn't just about the term marriage. It was about allowing two people who love each other, regardless of what genitals they have. No, we can't allow that. We have to make sure, pull down your pants, let me see your genitals, and I got to inspect your genitals, make sure that they're opposite pairs. Yeah. Okay, then you're good to go. And even if they don't love each other, who fucking cares? Yeah, it's none of your fucking Straight business. Straight people who don't love each other get married all the time. And divorced all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, but small government. These yeah. are small government people. Mm-hmm. Number three, on abortion, an evangelical will believe in and seek to protect the sanctity of every human life from the moment of conception till natural death. That is fucking horseshit. We know that's horseshit, well, right? Well, I mean, what, what he means by nat- what he means by nat- natural death is um, once they're born out, of, once they exit the vagina. Right. Well, he's saying that if, that they're against any kind of procreative choice that women could choose, right? That, that it's not up to women to choose. A child is not a choice. You're pregnant. That's a child inside you, lady. You got to have that baby now. Mm-hmm. They don't want to. Ha- they don't want to allow women to have any kind of choice at all. Right. And then once you're born, we know that they don't really give a fuck about you once you're out of yeah. the womb. Yeah. They're concerned about your soul. They're they're concerned about you before you're out of the womb. Because, you know, for them, every pregnancy is a child. It doesn't matter how far along you are. And then they're concerned about your eternal welfare. They don't give a fuck about how you're doing here right. on this planet, the one only the one only life that you're actually going to have. They're, they're more concerned about your eternal salvation. Are they? But if, but if you commit a crime that's bad enough, they've got no problem executing you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're all for the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, then he puts on this, this keyboard warrior stuff An evangelical will not rest until the life of every baby in the womb is protected in law and welcomed in life. (laughs) We know they don't welcome them. Here's the funny part. Even the immigrant babies with chained migration. Yeah. Will they be welcomed in Uh, life? No. Uh, and so here's the funny part. This, these are clearly his political views that he thinks are the most important things ever. Right. Mm. But watching a conservative Christian try to like put together a decent essay that's backed up and, and well-sourced and cited coherent. Yeah. So how do you think he arrived at? I mean, we know that he has his points and then works backward because the Bible, you could so easily do that with. Right. The verse he chose to bolster this was Luke one forty four because clearly abortion is going to be a tricky one to find anything to you know, mm-hmm. and it says, "When the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy." Awesome. Yeah. W- what about dashing your babies on the rocks? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I I mean I don't know how this says anything like um, you have to carry it to term. Mm-mm. Well, what about all the firstborn uh, males that God wanted killed? Oh, they were already born. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Too they bad. weren't still in the womb. So they're- Welcome, they're, welcome to Earth. Fair <laughs> game. Number four, on environmental policy. So I'm, so I'm so sure that Jesus talked a lot about what to do in modern America uh, environmentally. <laughs> if, if, if he says clean coal, I'm going to f- 
punch him right in his cunt. <laughs> <laughs> On environmental policy, an evangelical will believe that man is God's appointed vice regent over all creation. Man is not a noxious weed or an intruder. Who says that? Who says that we are? I mean, the noxious weed part I'll go with, but intruder, <laughs> we've been we've been here for a long time. But does we say we've been here longer than his book says we've been here? Uh-huh, yeah. So, your book is the fucking intruder. Uh, but designed by God to steward the resources of the earth and convert them to human use. So uh, rape the planet. Yep. And that planet better goddamn have that baby too. Yeah. Well, and what if we get to a point where the planet can't sustain us anymore because we have thoroughly fucked it all up? Well, then Jesus comes. We've been we've been stewards, yeah. but we've been bad stewards. I mean, is that not a thought in his head that you can still be a bad steward? No, because that's what bring that's what makes Jesus come all over the earth. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus won't let that happen. Uh. He uses Genesis 2.15, the Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. Uh, further, an evangelical will believe that man is created in the image of God, but animals are not, and will resist any effort to obliterate this distinction. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him, Genesis 1.27. So, fuck animals? Is that what he's I, saying? I think, I think he is getting a dig on evolution there. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, it, to me, it sounded like man shall have dominion over the whole. Yeah. Well, it's just totally shoehorned into his environmental. I don't know if he, if he, for some reason, he really just wanted to have a list of five when he actually had six points, but he just added that one into environmental. Hmm. That evolution is also bad. But I mean, this guy's a fucking idiot. So. <laughs> I don't think he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he's pretty clear about what he wants politically. It's just when he tries to actually sit down and write it out and bolster it. With, yeah, how to justify yeah, his exactly. Beliefs. Yeah, he runs into problem because they're not very because they're bad, easily views, justified. Yeah, and he went backward. Yeah, he started with the views and is trying to now figure out how to uh, give it authority mm -hmm. rather than following the evidence to the best mm -hmm. solution or whatever. Uh, number five, on immigration policy, an evangelical will believe that borders around nations are God's idea, not man's, <laughs> and are to be respected and protected. Wait, how does he figure God created the nations? I mean, they're constantly changing. Mm -hmm. They weren't around. Like, most of the nations that exist now did not exist when the Bible was written. So how can God draw boundaries well, against things that are not he even can do yet anything, around Dan. <laughs> now, now would that mean that God started all the wars that redrew these boundaries? Mm, I mean, they would, they would probably not want to admit that because it sounds bad, but you, I don't see how you could get around it. That's uh, un how unless, most of our boundaries got redrawn. Was unless he's not all war. knowing if they want to admit that he's not all knowing or not all powerful or something, but they're not going to do that. No. They're just going to say, yeah, he is all those things, but nope, he doesn't do those bad things. And, and that, you, you can't have it both. Yep, that's what it is. Okay. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so his closing paragraph is, I'm sure this list could easily be extended, um, but these five issues are the front burner social and moral issues of our day. To so be when another social issue comes up, I'll add it to the list. Yeah. To be sure, decent human beings may disagree over these issues, but the point here is quite simple. Any 
or a man may dis disagree with the biblical position on any one of these issues, but if he does, he must not call himself evangelical. Okay, well, <laughs> if he disagrees, if if someone disagrees with any of those positions, they can't call themselves Brian Fisher. That's it, because yeah. first of all, you did you did a terrible job at setting these up as biblical positions. I mean, I would I would think that ISIS would agree with most of those positions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they don't they don't call themselves evangelicals though. No, but they I guess according to Brian Fisher, they qualify at least. Right. Oh yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't think he'd accept I them see, into the see fold. what you're saying. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, that's Salata bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That's Allah Tov bullshit. Allah Tov bullshit. Uh. This is Shalise Blythe with the Satanic Temple and the National Director of the After School Satan Club. For more information on how you can start a club in your area, visit afterschoolsatan.com. You are listening to The Godless Revolution. The problem is to have a way of thinking about the world that doesn't allow you to reliably navigate because you are not basing your, your worldview on evidence and argument. That's the problem. You and the Godless Revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. All right, Matthew, what else you got for us? Uh, I have this one from the London AP. The London AP? Mm, mm. Didn't fancy. Mm. A British shit bindle who steeped himself in far Wait, right. Wait, a what? Shit bindle? <laughs> yeah. What is a shit bindle? Uh, yeah. You, you don't know what a bindle is? It's like the little, I know what a bindle is. Yeah, it's like that little thing hobos carry around on the end yeah. of a stick. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a shit bindle. Okay. So he's carrying a bindle of shit? No, he is the shit bindle. <laughs> oh, I'm so just start, start over. I wasn't <laughs> sure what shit bindle was. A, Brit off. <laughs> a British shit bindle who steeped himself <laughs> in far-right anti-Muslim ideas before driving a van into a crowd of worshippers near a lo North London mosque, was convicted Thursday of murder and attempted murder. That's a ship bindle. Okay. Good. Okay. Uh, jury at London's... It, see, I have trouble with this because it's it looks like Woolwich, W-O-O-L-W-I-C-H. Mm -hmm. But you never know with the Brits. It could be Woolwich or, or Wallach or something. Yeah, as well. Woolwich. We do that here too. Fucking yeah, yeah. I guess Hurricane Tuella. Yeah. Uh, Woolwich Crown Court deliberated for just an hour before finding 48-year-old Darren Osborne guilty of the June 2017 attack in the city's Finsbury Park neighborhood. Finsbury, you say? Finsbury. Oh, right -o. A 51-year-old man, uh, Makram Ali, was killed and 15 people were injured when a rented van plowed into worshippers gathering uh, after evening prayers during Ramadan. Prosecutors said Osborne was motivated by extreme Islamophobia and saw Muslims as extremists or rapists in pedophile gangs. Several men who witnessed the attack pinned Osborne to the ground until police arrived. He was heard to say, I want to kill more Muslims, Prosecutor Jonathan Reese told the jury during a 10-day trial. But I'm not done killing Muslims! Let uh -huh. me go! Except another witness reported Osborne saying, I've done my job, you can kill me now. <laughs> wow. Um, Osborne of Cardiff, Wales, entered a not, pl not guilty plea. 
He claimed a man named Dave was driving the van when it struck the crowd. <laughs> it's always Dave. <laughs> Dave's Dave. not here, man. <laughs> Prosecutors <laughs> argued that Dave did not exist and no witnesses or video evidence were produced to indicate a second person in the van. So what if he'd said that God told him to do it? Would they say God doesn't exist and there was no witness or video evidence for that? So, you know, we already know there are humans and we already know there are lots of humans called Dave. So, like, why would they be so quick to be like, nope, that doesn't fucking exist. But if you said God told me to drive this van, would they do the same thing? No. Would they just be like, God doesn't exist. That's, yeah. there, there was no video evidence or whatever. Yeah. What if he just calls God Dave? <laughs> <laughs> what if Dave is God? Same thing. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Commander Dean Hayden, a senior counterterrorism officer with London's Metropolitan Police, said the case showed how individuals can become rad radicalized really, really quickly online. Uh, quote, to be honest, some individuals could look at material today and decide to go and do an attack later this evening, Hayden said. Could decide to go and do an attack. Yeah. Well, I've got nothing else going on. I might as well. <laughs> yeah. When the laundry's done, the kitchen's clean. Might uh, as well go do an attack. Yeah. yeah. Time to do an attack. I feel like I could do an attack right now. Uh, so you feeling attacky right now? Uh, I could go for an attack. Yeah, I could do an attack. Yeah, all right. Let's do that. I could do a light attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing too heavy. I'm trying to watch my attack count. <laughs> Is there something on a bridge maybe where there's not going to be a ton of people? Just make sure Dave's there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dave's cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although he denied the murder charges, hmm. Osborne did not hide his aim to kill, which is curious. That is a little bit weird. <laughs> uh, giving evidence, he said he drove to London hoping to attack a pro-Palestinian march where his intended victims would have included Jeremy Corbyn, the left-wing leader of Britain's opposition Labour Party. When he could not reach the march because roads were closed, Ob Osborne went looking for a mosque instead. Sue Hemming, head of the counterterrorism at the Crown Prosecution Service, said Osborne planned and carried out this attack because of his hatred of Muslims and because Dave told him to. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking Dave is always fucking shit up. We have, quote, we have been clear throughout the, throughout, Jesus, we have been clear throughout that this was a terrorist attack and he must now face the consequences of his actions. Yeah. Sure. You, can't, you can't just go do an attack for free. <laughs> attack is have consequences. <laughs> Most of the arrests and attacks classified as terrorism in Britain in recent years have been motivated by Islamic extremism, but police say there is a growing threat from the far right. In 2016, labor lawmaker Joe Cox was shot and stabbed to death by an attacker with extreme right-wing views. Cox's widower, Brendan Cox, called uh, for action to curb right-wing ra radicalization. Did I say right-ring? Uh, I think you said right I think you said white-ring. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, those two words together look weird after a few times. <laughs> um, yeah, so, meh. Yeah, good enough. So that's what happened. So he's, uh, he's been convicted. Have they sentenced him yet? Um, possibly. <laughs> like, that, that was a long pause there. I'm like, oh, did they cut out? I was, I was scanning through it to see if there was any sentencing on that. <laughs> Maybe on that they sheet. did. I don't know. 
<laughs> uh, I have this story here from Newsweek. Yes. It's pretty inspiring. Inspiring? Yeah. Oh. Apparently, shootings are the third leading cause of death for oh. U.S. children. Mm-hmm. Because if you, you know, I, I mean, it's clear that we just need more good guys with guns to protect children from the good guys' guns. Right. And the the problem that we're having in the United States right now is that the fucking liberals are making it so hard to get guns that uh, that a lot of the people in the rural areas and stuff are having a harder time getting them to be able to protect their own kids. And so by putting in all, all of these roadblocks and speed bumps like proper training and uh you know learning how to act, how the weapons actually work and getting and getting a lot of certification certification and, and time licensing know, all these insurance all these, yeah all these bullshit things that they're putting in the way is costing lives because we can't get guns out to these kids parents <laughs> i don't i don't think that's what's really going on but what did somebody do an attack or what no well not Today that I've heard of, anyway. I mean, well, it could have that one last. I wonder week if that's the way they really phrase it in the UK. Oh, oh yeah, Ryan, you're here. What? Oh, I was saying there, there was a <laughs> shooting last week where that that young girl went and shot up the school. I can't remember if it was middle school or elementary school. Well, but did she kill or wound at least five hundred people? No, I think like. Well, I mean, the, that's that's the goal. She has to. That's that's the uh, bar we've set now. Right, I mean, it has to be at least that number that it, for anybody to really give a shit. True, yeah. She didn't go to like a Barney concert or anything. Oh, well. And also, what what did that school rank nationally? I have no clue. <laughs> I didn't look it up by an average of the metrics. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't look that one up. I mean, oh, they might not shit. even be ranked by all by all measures, <laughs> taking everything yeah. into account. Yeah, you really have to. I mean, if you don't take everything into account, I mean, what are you accounting for? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> this story comes from Newsweek. It says the few stories are more heartbreaking than those involving children who are injured or killed by gunshots. It isn't hard to find them. In June alone, a six-year-old accidentally shot and killed a four-year-old in South Carolina. A father accidentally shot and killed his nine-year-old daughter in Indiana and an eight-year-old Mississippi boy was accidentally shot in the chest. His grandparents drove him to the hospital, but he died 45 minutes later. Sadly, the list of gun deaths goes on. Well, wait a minute. These are all, these are all the states with the loosest gun laws. So that, yeah. that means that what I was saying before doesn't make any sense at all. I know. It, it's, it's almost like the more guns you have, the more danger you put people's lives in. So... So when I go to the beach, I shouldn't jump in the school of sharks right in the middle. I should go to the area with fewer the, with well, fewer sharks. If my goal is to not be killed by sharks, then that's what I should do. Or Well, as long as there are good sharks with guns, I think you'll be <laughs> right, fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what about melee weapons like hammerheads? Uh, they're not as effective. I mean, they can they can still give you a nasty bite, don't get me wrong. But yeah, they can't. more of a close range. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, without their AKs, they're really no match for the good sharks with guns. Uh, Though we constantly see examples in the news, child gun injuries and deaths may be even more prevalent in the United States than we realized. Is there a problem with great white sharks shooting great black sharks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was good. 
A study published Monday in the journal Pediatrics showed that an average of 5,790 children in the United States receive emergency room treatment for gun-related injuries each year, and around 21% of those injuries are unintentional. The study also found that an average of 1,297 children die annually from gun-related injuries, making guns the third leading the third leading cause of death for children in America behind illnesses and unintentional injuries like drownings or car crashes. That number is based on data taken from 2012 to 2014 for children up to the age of 17. Oh, wow. So once they hit 17, 18, I guess they're not considered children anymore? Hmm. Yeah. No. Uh, Data on fatal gun deaths were drawn from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's National Vital Statistics System database, and data on non-fatal gun injuries were from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission's National Electronic Injury Surveillance System. Jesus. That's a mouthful. Good Lord. Researchers found that 53% of the gun-related deaths were homicides, while 38% were suicides. 6% were unintentional, and 3% were related to law enforcement or undetermined causes. I don't know, the gun just exploded. But 3% from law enforcement for people under the age of 18? Uh, well, no, it says 6% were unintentional and 3% were related to law enforcement or undetermined or... causes. Yeah. Huh. Of the injuries, 71% were assault, 21% were unintentional, 5% were related to law enforcement or undetermined causes, and around 3% were self-inflicted. In 2010, 91% of the children killed by guns around the world were American. 91% of the children killed around the world by guns were American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- that might just say that we have an issue. Little one. Where, according to the data, 19 children die from or are treated for gunshot wounds each day in the United States of America. Because mm-hmm. we're making it great. Boys were responsible for 82% of gun-related deaths, stupid boys, and 84% of the injuries. While African-American children had the highest rate of homicide, white and Native American children had the highest rate of suicide. Hmm. Though homicides among children declined between 2007 and 2014, suicides rose by 60%. The study found that about a third of the children who committed suicide had been depressed, while about a quarter had been clinically diagnosed with a mental health problem. Suicide was found to be more common in rural areas, with Montana, Idaho, and Alaska leading the way. Surprised Utah is not on that list, leading the way in child suicides. Well, in Utah, they got plenty of prescription drugs to use instead of a gun. Mm-hmm. In September 2016, Pediatrics published a study by researchers from the Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis, in which parents were surveyed in pediatrician office waiting rooms in Missouri and Illinois. Of the 1,246 polled, 36% said they kept guns in the house, with two-thirds saying the house contained more than one gun. Though the study only focused on two states, researchers said the guns in the house percentage was in line with national survey results. This may be why Dr. Ruth Abaya, an assistant professor of clinical pediatrics at the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine and an attending physician in the Division of Emergency Medicine at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, told CBS News that while the child gun death and and injury study published Monday was staggering, the results were unfortunately not surprising. Yeah. (sighs) It's sad that it's not surprising. Well, yeah, it is. And it's like, they're okay with it. Yeah. And and I've noticed 
that we're just numb to this kind of stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, people who want to place more restrictions on allowing people to obtain and possess firearms have just been so beaten down for so long that it's like, okay, well, I don't know what else I can say or do. Like yeah, if the, yeah. if, you know, a mass shooting nearly once every fucking day in the United States and thousands of children dying every year on accident or through suicide and, you know, tens of thousands of deaths every year don't change anything. If, if somebody going into a grade school and murdering children in a grade school doesn't affect anything, we shouldn't be surprised that somebody in Las Vegas killing and wounding more than 500 people isn't going to change anything. I mean, what else, what else has to happen for us to finally decide that we need to do something about it? Yeah. Trump, Trump can only dream of having a, a, uh, a, a barrier as solid as the NRA's stonewall against gun control. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, even even when there was the uh, the shooting at the senators that were practicing for that softball game, mm-hmm. the Republican senator was shot, almost killed, and it still had, had no effect on them. Yeah, uh, honestly, is there anything? Is there anything that would ever change any of that? No, I, I mean, don't think so. It I, would take them trying to know. like overthrow the government to say, "Well, now we need to take the guns away from them." They're trying to overthrow us. We can't let them have this power. <laughs> I'm not even sure that would. Yeah, I don't think that would work either. Because A, that type of thing would be shut down like immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just. And it would be their own people that are trying to do it. I think people have just become numb to this now because all of the worst things that we could ever have imagined that guns would lead to were already there. And lawmakers won't do anything to to change those laws so i think we've all just collectively thrown our hands in the air like well we tried yeah well sorry timmy and it's even slightly worse than that too because because not only is is absolutely nothing getting done but now we're being shamed for even trying to talk about it oh yeah i run into that a lot how dare you bring this up yeah while the blood is still wet you know or whatever and the bodies are still warm yeah, those, now is not the time this just barely happened how can you be politicizing this already mm-hmm. it happens too frequently for the blood to dry yeah there at, at no point is there going to be a time when i can say okay enough time has passed since this mass shooting that i can talk about the prior mass shooting mm-hmm. it's like every day someone wants to do an attack and it's it's even worse when the vegas shooting happened it's like wow surprise it took this long for somebody to cause that much damage well in vegas where there's a very a lot of people and it's a very gun-friendly state i'm like i'm surprised it took that long that i'm surprised there hasn't been a shooting on the strip yeah a mass shooting on some weekend where someone goes down fremont street and opens fire surprised it hasn't happened yeah gun-friendly state with a target-rich environment yeah that has where you can go rent a machine gun in Vegas and go shooting. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't That's think where you that, can, uh, that, you can that just, little girl got killed. You can't just walk or out she, of the building with it, though. No, but you can go buy them. You can buy automatic weapons, fully automatic weapons in Vegas? Oh, yeah. There's probably more of them there than, I mean, they're, they're not cheap. They're quite expensive. Hmm. Yeah, you can go down there and get them. I was unaware that you could buy fully automatic weapons in Las Vegas. As long as they are older than, I think it's 1983, 
and you qualify for a class three weapon stamp, you can go and buy one. Hmm. What class three weapons stamp? What is yeah, that? so that's like a class three is for like fully automatic weapons, destructive devices, and silencers. So you can buy like grenade launchers yeah, you can go and be shit? a grenadier. Yes. <laughs> you can actually go and get a, a functioning grenade launcher. Oh, I want to move to you Vegas now. You might not be able to get the grenades. Launcher. Oh. Well, that makes you the can, grenade You can still buy them here launch. in Utah, but there's, they're a lot more prevalent. They actually have them at the stores that carry a lot more of them in Vegas. Huh. Probably because a lot of rich people go through that area, and you get a rich guy. It's like, oh, yeah, I can afford that. I'm going mean, to buy talking, a grenade launcher. <laughs> I mean, you're talking 20000 to $100,000 per gun. Oh, Jesus. Should, it should be more like $20 million. Yeah. Well, but then only rich people can own guns. It'd be and... a teeny tiny percentage of the population that had them. Yeah. And the guy that shot up to the Vegas shooting, he was a millionaire. Mm-hmm. He was a very wealthy individual. Yeah. He's very, which has surprised me that he didn't go ahead and get himself some fully automatic weapons. But then again, he would have had um, their eyes. More eyes would have been on him then. Jesus, can you imagine if he'd had a grenade launcher from that height Fuck. over the crowd there? Or, or, or boom. What boom. if, what if when he planned to do an attack, if he just went and bought a fully automatic, a grenade launcher and a motorcycle? <laughs> a motorcycle? A motorcycle. <laughs> well, you can hook it up. I mean, the... The, the the wheel on the motorcycle just keeps hitting the trigger. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he's just driving around like. <laughs> yeah. Just keeps launching them. Going hog wild. That, yeah. was, that was more like the sound of a mortar scooter, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I've grown despondent over the whole issue of guns because it doesn't, it doesn't seem to matter. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. People don't fucking care until. They or somebody they know personally gets murdered or injured in a in a shooting, and even then, and yeah, that, even yeah, then, it's well. Debatable. I wish I'd I wish I'd have been there with my gun. I'd yeah. have taken that yeah. fucker out. Uh huh. Yeah, like you, that happens all the time, right? The good guy with a gun stops a mass shooting all the time. Yep. They'll, they'll find the one or two a year. It's not mass shootings. Like, oh, someone pulled a gun on someone else and I killed them. Well, was he? Did he shoot anybody? Well. Don't want to find out. He sure looked like he wanted to. Or the shooting starts, and then they're like, oh, that guy's bad, Pink. but he's already killed a bunch of people by the time mm. you know that he's a bad guy with a gun. Mm-hmm. And in those cases, it's usually a fucking cop that does it. Right, but the fact is, if the bad guy didn't have the gun in the first place, nobody you dies. You want to be able to do it. That, yeah. that's, the, that's the point they're missing. They're so hung up on keeping their little fucking hobby that they're trying all the ways possible to be able to keep their hobby and try to argue against uh, that situation being what it really is. So rather than admit that taking guns away from bad guys will at least decrease bad guys shooting guns, they'll say, well, we just need more good guys with guns. Well, Hmm. (laughs) that makes no fucking sense. Yeah. If only there was a country we could look at that had a mass shooting and then banned guns to see if it actually works. Yeah. Um, too bad it's never happened. That kind of place would probably only exist on like the bottom half of the earth and it'd be isolated from everybody. True. Mm. It might even have kangaroos. Probably populated those are some by fucking crazy animals. You know, descendants of criminals and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, you know, we're just wishing here. <laughs> uh I just I 
yeah, I'm just very frustrated by the whole deal. This is Sarah Ponte Rivera with the Satanic Temple's Gray Faction. You can learn more about Gray Faction at grayfaction.org or find us on our social media account on Twitter and Facebook. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution. About a bowl of chili. Hot one. Be right there. And Christ will be a woman in a man's body with seven heads and seven tails. Ain't that to go. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Well, now that you have another uh, little wee one at the house, Mr. Matt, oh, uh-huh. uh, how do you? What are your What are your disciplinary plans for them? Another little wee one? Yeah. Besides Danielle, you mean? Well, you're <laughs> a new child into into the household. Uh huh. Do you Do you plan on taking them to voodoo practitioners? Do I plan on it? Uh huh. Dude, I'm gonna fucking do an attack. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking like wire hangers have been working pretty good just across the back of the legs. Uh-huh. No more wire hangers. <laughs> no, I do not strike my children. Oh, you mean you 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 don't think that striking a small defenseless child is <laughs> is something that should be done? I do not. You know, we haven't really talked about spanking on this show. Uh-huh. And maybe we should talk about that for a minute. I don't know, maybe. But I get in... Like sexually? No. that That's <laughs> that's right out. As a form of discipline, uh, spanking, <laughs> spanking children, I think, is uh, not, not very advisable. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. I, so, Brandon is almost 17, and um, I've... Never laid a hand on them, yeah. you know, in that, in that type of way, like to, you know, for being upset or, you know, some attempt to assert my authority yeah, or anything like that. And I won't, and I won't do it with Rhett either. Well, it, the, the arguments for spanking always seemed really weird to me because I get in arguments with people every now and then about spanking whenever it comes up and it's like, well, no, you know, it's okay every now and then you just, you know, if they're, it's just something to get them to stop doing what they're doing. So you know, just a quick swat on the butt and it's, it's meaningless or whatever. And I'm like, well, what, what do you think they get out of that? What do you think the child understands about misbehaving? And then somebody, you know, three to 10 times as large as they are walking over and hitting them. What, what mm-hmm. message does that send? Yeah. Well, it's, I only do it when, you know, I can't reason with them. Okay. Well, you couldn't <laughs> reason with them. And so you walk over and hit them. What message do you think that sends them? What, what, are they getting out of this interaction with you, somebody who they love and trust and look up to? How do you think their image of you is going to change once you walk over and hit them when they don't know that what yeah. when they don't know how to behave correctly? Two things about that. Yeah, I was unable to reason with them. Okay, so then they're not going to be able to understand what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, they're not going to understand why the fuck you hit them. Then. And number two. If your natural instinct when you can't get your point across is to be violent, then fuck you. Yeah. Stop having kids. Mm-hmm. That's, yes. Because that's, that's stupid bullshit. Like, I think the way that I view raising kids is different too, because that, that whole thing about where you started it with, um, well, I, it, I can't, it, you know, just, just now and then to get them to stop doing whatever they're doing right now. Yeah. Who, who fucking cares? I mean, what, so. I don't view it as this human that I own because mm-hmm. I 
uh, he's my son or whatever. It's not your property? Are you sure? Yeah. And so (laughs) I just look at it like there's another human being that I'm going to be around a lot and I should probably try to help them figure out how to do stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But just like as much as I want to at work, I don't go over and punch people in the face for being fucking morons. And (laughs) you know, why not? You don't, you don't do that with other adults. So why the fuck would you do it to a kid who deserves it even less? Right? Like, so it just is weird to me. It's, it's just, it's just weird to to think that they think that that's effective or useful in some way. Yeah. I've never understood what's really difficult though, is the people who say, you know, they'll, they'll post the question in a group. Is it okay to hit your kids? Like where does everybody stand on spanking? And immediately, you know, tons and tons of people are like, no, don't do it. Don't, why would you hit your children? They're defenseless, tiny people who don't understand what's going on. And you're walking over and hitting them. What are you teaching them by doing it? You know, giving them all of this information, providing scholarly articles about long-term effects of spanking on children. Yeah. Do they kick their dogs? Other alternatives. Yeah, exactly. You know, other alternatives to discipline, all this, all this kind of stuff. And there's just like, well, I don't do it very often. Yeah. And it, I, I was Whoa. spanked when I was a kid. Exactly. And look how fine I am. That's yeah. what it comes back yeah. to. You were hit when you were a kid and now you think that's fine. Clearly there's something fucked up with you because you were that's hit. That's the thing that's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I also had a really like overbearing, controlling mother. Yeah. And so I think I've just backed way off of that, that whole idea of this thing is mine to do what I want and it will do what I want when I want it, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because my mom was so much like that. So that it just rubs me the wrong way when it's like, well, that attitude. Well, how, well, what if I want them to stop doing what they're doing right now? Well, who fucking cares? What what are they doing that's so bad right now? What are, are they are they being loud and saying stuff? Well, they're, they're fucking <laughs> they kids, <laughs> you know. Or I mean, are they? What 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 would be so bad that you would walk over and hit? Well, I mean, what's an example? I can't even think of anything. The the examples that I'm always provided are things like, well, it, it you know, like what if they're wandering out into the road and and I need to stop them right away, or they're doing something that they're going to be injured imminently unless I do something Wait. to stop it. Well, then you're not hitting them; you're just like they, grabbing them they, or they, pushing they, them away from danger. Yeah, they hit they the kid the kid goes into the road and they hit him for that. Uh, apparently, like. This will teach you a lesson not to run out into the road. I don't know. They can't. They can't ever justify it. So they come up with weird, twisted scenarios in which they think that it would be justified. I mean, and of course, those aren't the things that they've hit their kids for in the past. That's uh-huh. not why they posted it. Yeah. It wasn't. My kid was wandering into the road, and so I swatted him on the butt. How does everybody feel about that? It's no. I spanked my kids. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah. Or where that, does everybody no. stand on spanking? So here's an idea: if your kid goes into the road. Go pick them up. Like, mm. like priority number one is get them out of the road. Mm. Priority number two is write that event down somewhere so that you fucking remember to watch your goddamn kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and here in Utah. Yeah. You don't, oh, you know what? That fucking pisses me off. What? You, you don't get to, you don't get to ne- neglect your responsibility to make sure that your children are out of danger and then fucking hit them. For you failing to do your fucking job. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. That you've, you've then failed them on two counts. You failed to watch them properly and then you walked over and hit them because you weren't doing your fucking job. That's what it boils down to for me either. Well, I can't see, I can't understand why you're being such a dick about this. And I'm like, I'm not the one walking around hitting defenseless children. So, you know, if you want to call me a dick, feel, feel free to do that. But glad I'm not your kid. 
So you wouldn't take them to a voodoo practitioner is what you're saying. Oh, right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. What do they have there? (laughs) Well, this story from the Washington Post says that a child was taken to a voodoo practitioner for discipline. Police say she will be permanently disfigured. She probably had it coming. Oh, yeah. That's my guess. Because of the girl's misbehavior was obvious, the women said. There was a demon inside her and it needed to come out. It would not do so willingly. Cut the leg off. So the women... Peggy Labossier, 51, and Rachel Hilaire, 40, of East Bridgewater, Mass., bound the five-year-old's feet together and tied her hands to a long stick over her head, preventing her from resting, or I'm sorry, preventing her from resisting the voodoo ritual that followed, according to a police report obtained by the Enterprise, a Brockton, Mass. newspaper. Then Labossier kissed the girl all around her face like a snake, the report said then used, quote, a pointy object like a needle to cut the girl on her arm and around her collar, drawing blood. Then came the burning. Labossier blew flames from a burning stick over the girl's face. She also put oils and at least one caustic chemical on the girl's head and in her eyes, causing a burn that doctors say will cause permanent disfigurement, the police report said. Labossier also allegedly worked voodoo on the girl's eight-year-old brother. When he resisted, she threatened to cut his head off with a machete, police said. Labossier made him undress and rubbed his entire body with a plant-like substance and blew fire on him. A plant-like substance? Uh, That's what it says. It's unclear what caused the police in East Bridgewater, about 25 miles south of Boston, to ultimately intervene, but when they arrived, both children smelled of smoke, the AP said. Mm. They were taken to a hospital. Yeah, it's, it's unclear what caused the police to intervene. It just makes it sound like they were walking around, nothing to see here. We're not sure why they stepped in. Hey, what's going on over there? Uh, maybe you shouldn't do that. Uh, Labossier and Hilaire were both charged with assault after being arrested in mid-January. Hilaire is accused of aiding in the ritual by holding the children down. The children's mother, a hairdresser who has Labossier as a client, was not charged. Although she was taken to a mental health or a mental hospital for evaluation. The children were taken into custody by child welfare authorities, police told the AP. All of the people involved are of Haitian descent. Oh, that's why Trump doesn't want them here. Yeah. Including the children's mother. The public <laughs> defender for Labassier and Hilaire could not immediately be reached for comment. The siblings had been told they were going to Labassier's house for a sleepover. According to the AP, the women told authorities they performed cleansing baths for friends and family for years. During such practices, they chant prayers and rub eucalyptus oils, frankincense, myrrh, and sea salt on people's bodies. Mm. Burns are part of the rituals, the sisters told authorities, saying they happen as evil spirits are leaving the body. Hilaire (laughs) and Labossier... Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Yes? Burns are part of the rituals? Well, that's where you, you get burned... At the exit so, point when the spirit, when the evil spirit leaves, apparently. Oh, so they like, they cover you in eucalyptus and, and, uh. And frankincense frankincense and, and, myrrh. Sucks. <laughs> and, then, and then they're like, your mom's so fat, she has to use the driveway to iron her clothes. Ooh, sick burn. Nice. You're done. <laughs> Hilaire and Labossier remain jailed. They have another hearing Wednesday, which will determine if they will be a danger to the public if released. I'm sure they, I mean, it sounds fine. It sounds like they have some. Great parenting skills. Oh, yeah. Some totally mainstream ideas about, you know, what could 
possibly cause children to misbehave and how to treat that. Let's just give them a gun. Long, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then they could do an attack. <laughs> Long a popular horror movie trope, voodoo is an Afro-Caribbean religion that, or, that originated in Haiti, but is practiced in many countries in the Western Hemisphere. It started with slaves who combined aspects of their West African traditions with the Catholicism they were forced to adopt by their masters, according to Live Science. As the Washington Post Sarah Kaplan wrote in 2015, the faith is revered for its role in Haiti in Haitian's successful struggle for independence from French rule. Like Christianity, voodoo has one god, but in practice the religion bears much more resemblance to the traditions of the West African slaves who founded it. Spells are cast, animals are sacrificed, one of the religion's 401 spirits are invited to possess followers at raucous, colorful ceremonies. But aspects of the religion have been appropriated and distorted for horror movies or to sell voodoo dolls, potions, and broomsticks to tourists. Mm. Because other than that, the religion is totally mainstream, A-OK. Right. In 2015, the Post's Karen Tumulty reported the former president, Bill Clinton, was a regular practitioner of voodoo and had cast several magic spells on people he disagreed with. Why do I not believe that? Yeah, no shit. No, that's bullshit. I'm <laughs> the former president, Bill Clinton, had written about a day he and Hillary Clinton saw voodoo in practice near Port-au-Prince, Haiti's capital. Oh, you were just doing a sick burn on Oh, the priest gave the visitors what Clinton described as a brief course in voodoo theology, and then the late afternoon ceremony began. Quote, after several minutes of rhythmic dancing and pounding... Of rhythmic dancing to pounding drums, the spirits arrived, seizing a woman and a man, Bill Clinton wrote. The man proceeded to rub a burning torch all over his body and walk on hot coals without being burned. The woman, in a frenzy, screamed repeatedly, then grabbed a live chicken and bit its head off. Then the spirits left, and those who had been possessed fell to the ground. And everything was fine. Oh, nice. And then they had a nice chicken dinner over the nice hot coals that they had made. Ah. But Something a good barbecue. I I'll go. So why not just live and let live? What's wrong with you atheists? Why can't you just, what's the harm? <laughs> why don't you just let people believe what they want to believe? Yeah, what's the harm in allowing people to continue practicing voodoo and trying to cast evil spirits out of their children through caustic chemicals and burns? Likely, though, the people that are saying that are going to say, well, voodoo, sure, fuck voodoo, but Christianity's fine. <laughs> Christianity's fine. I mean, we're just threatening children with eternal torment, and the demons are all around them, and evil spirits are constantly trying to tempt them, and you never know who's good or bad. Mm -hmm. Asking people on Facebook if it's okay to hit their kids. <laughs> yeah. So, I I'm, I'm glad you're not into the voodoos, then. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll bet that's something that Rhett will be pretty happy about later. Well, things can change. Yeah. So you might be into voodoo later? I mean, there's a chance? There's always a possibility, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's 100%. That my kid will get into it? I mean... Or you. I mean, <laughs> or you me. might go to oh. some awesome barbecue with some chickens and their heads being cut off and be like, this is pretty rad. The only way to get more of this... Is to be do voodoo or do an attack. Exactly. <laughs> but call Dave. <laughs> yeah, call Dave. Call Dave Bring first. Dave. Make sure it's okay with him. Yeah. Well, make sure he actually comes along this time instead of saying, yeah, I'll be there, bro. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who? Dave was never there. Dave? 
Yeah, Dave's not here, man. I do like that part. <laughs> Who is it? It's it's Dave, man. Will you open up? I got the stuff with me. Who? Dave, man. Open up. Dave? Yeah, Dave. Come on, man. Open up. I think the cops are Dave's not here. Hi, this is James Huber, author of Kissing Hex Ass, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. I think it is really important to recognize, as has been said, that science does not make it impossible to believe in God. It just makes it possible to not believe in God. And, <laughs> and, and that's really important, because until you had science, everything was a miracle. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. You have more things for us to chat about? Yes. Okay. The charming port city of Cape Town, South Africa. Is it charming? I've never been there. Uh, that's what Fox News says. <laughs> Maybe Spike can tell us. They're always correct. Yes. Uh, has long had the distinction of being one of the world's top tourist destinations. With diplomatic Only immunity. if you can have diplomatic <laughs> immunity. But now the city is on track to top another list it doesn't want to be included in. Mm. The first major city in the modern era to have its water supply chain switched off. Ooh. What? The city is experiencing a record low water drought. Mm. And city officials soon... <laughs> Let me start that again. <laughs> okay. This... No, too late. Feel free. <laughs> Well, welcome to the Godless Revolution. This is episode <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> 147. 147. The city is experiencing a record low water drought, and city officials say soon they might they may have to take extraordinary steps to restrict water usage. Experts say this kind of drought only comes once in 300 years. Damn water levels. Oh no, damn water levels are dangerously low. <laughs> <laughs> an average of 25%. In some areas, levels are dropping by as much as 1% a day, which seems significant. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Under level 6B restrictions introduced this week, residents and tourists can only use about 13 gallons or 50 liters of water a day or face stiff fines. That's the equivalent of a small to medium-sized tub of water. Hmm. So taking a bath is out. People are being urged to take only two short showers a week or use washcloths to clean themselves. They're also being, they're also being asked to flush the toilet only once a day. Many restaurants have shut off their, the water at sinks and are asking customers to use bottled hand sanitizers. Long lines are forming at two wells in the city where residents can get some water about six gallons each. A brewery that owns the land where one of the wells sits offers limited water on first come first served basis. Many residents are trying to stock up uh, because even with these restrictions, day zero is likely to come. Barring a miracle on May 11th or sooner, most of the city's water taps will be shut off. Mm, that's crazy. Yes. Um, already, police and security agencies are bracing for possible civil unrest. It will honestly, hor uh, quote, it will be... Honestly horrific when day zero comes, said Wendy Sweel, a local restaurant, a local resident told reporters while in line at one of the wells. It's going to be very scary, and I think it's a reality, unfortunately. 
Analysts are blaming the ANC-led national government, which is responsible, responsible for supplying water, uh, for not acting soon, despite being warned several years ago about the issue. Some analysts claim that the ANC is pushing Cape Town's voters for is punishing Cape Town's voters for recently booting the party in local elections. Cape Town was the first of South Africa's major cities where voters turned their back on the ruling party in local elections, ostensibly because of corruption, nepotism, and mismanagement by the late Nelson Mandela's party. Three of South Africa's other largest cities, Johannesburg, Pretoria, and Port Elizabeth, have also recently dumped the ANC. Um, Cape Town Mayor Patricia DeLille, uh, leader of the main opposition party, the Democratic Alliance, claimed that for months she has been trying to get a meeting with the country with the country's president, Jacob Zuma, to get national help to no avail. The municipality purchased two uh, desalination plants, but they won't be ready in time to avert day zero. There's a growing panic in town. The price of bottled water has shot up if someone is lucky enough to find one. Shops sell out as soon as the, the supplies enter stores. Even large chain stores are being heavily criticized for price gouging bottled water. In Joburg, uh, so many locals are collecting water for family and friends in Cape Town that authorities are asking people to stop doing so because Johannesburg itself is in danger of running low and uh, in this arid country. But many are most concerned about the uh, poor, many of whom collect water from uh, communal taps instead of individual taps at home like, the, like in the richer suburbs, according to the AP. The rich are already trucking in tankers of water and filling their swimming pools Filling their fucking swimming pool. Uh, because, yeah, because pretty soon there won't be water for that, I guess. Uh, or converting them to operate on salt water. Well, that's not a bad plan. No, that's, that sounds like a really good plan, actually. Um, in the Cape Township of uh, Will Let Spike translate that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> however, poor residents, and it's not Soweto, it's, uh, oh, Cape Township. Oh, no, I don't know. It's. Yeah, I'll send you a link. No, I won't. Fucking. <laughs> uh, poor residents have always had to stand in line for water. Uh, so for them, there is an ironic satisfaction that many in the more affluent areas of the city will have to also stand in line. Aw. As a poor person, you'd <laughs> probably be like, yeah, fucking A. No shit. Uh, experts say they foresee clashes between those desperate for water and those hoarding it. Yeah, clearly. Well, it's no, just like uh, Ben Joe just no. talked a few weeks ago about how nice it is to be able to flush a water full of toilet full of water. I know. You know, it it just seems like it seems like there's there's an awful lot of people on earth, but there's still not so many that we shouldn't be able to get the appropriate resources spread out more yeah. evenly around the world somehow. Mm -hmm. I mean it's it's astonishing that things are I mean, given all the technology, we can fly around the world in a few hours. Mm. You know, we've got trucks and trains and all kinds of transport, uh, ships and everything else. It, it's amazing the shit that we're fighting about, you know, that we're, mm. that we're so worried about. Mm. Uh, just seems stupid. Yeah. When people are competing for resources as basic as fucking water. Yeah. Yeah. We mm -hmm. should, we should be addressing those types of issues versus who has the bigger nuclear arsenal and the bigger button or or tweeting tweeting about what was said on fox and friends yeah 
we have a clown running the United States government. Yeah. I am not a fan of his at all. Well, I did I talk about it last episode that the State of the Union address was delivered by the shit gibbon? And mm-hmm. it's the first time that I've missed the State of the Union address in years and years and years. Uh, Tracy was really surprised to hear that I had not watched the State of the Union. She asked why I didn't watch it. And I'm like, why the fuck would I watch it? It's, I can't, I can't stand hearing him speak. It drives me insane. And then to watch it, all I would be hearing is him lying over and over and over about how wonderful he is, how great his administration is, how wonderful America is, that he's done all of these great things. It would just be lie after fucking lie, and I couldn't put myself through that this year. And so this is the first year in I don't know how long that I didn't watch the State of the the Union address. And Tracy was like, well, that's just really weird. Like, it's, it's like you're like Super Bowl and Christmas and birthday and all holidays rolled into one usually. Like, you watch that all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I do because it's something I enjoy watching and I just couldn't bring myself to do it this year. Yeah, I, I feel you, man. It, yeah, I didn't make it more than 20 minutes, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that you, I think you'd sent me a message or texted me or something while you're, or maybe you just posted out to Facebook while you were watching. Well, no, yeah, I sent it to you. It was the, uh, uh, the Pope song by uh, Tim Minchin. Where oh, right, says, right. Fuck you, motherfucker. Fuck the motherfucking the fucker, you can, Yeah. Yeah, that song. <laughs> so, I'm like, I'm like this, this song would be great for this right now. And I'm like, I'm fucking done. I can't listen to this anymore. Yeah, well, I figured, you know, I don't have to hear it right out of the shit Gibbons mouth. I'll, I'll be able to read the news stories the next day that go through and tell me exactly what he said that was wrong. And then I don't have to listen to it coming out of his smug fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I didn't watch, I didn't watch the State of the Union address this year. Well, it was, Trump it was like ruined two it. hours yeah. long, a little longer than two hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was well, up there for quite a while, sucking his own dick. Was he improving a bunch or what? No, from well, from what I saw, it seemed like he was sticking to a script pretty well. Hmm. Which you could see him just eyeballing one teleprompter. He didn't switch teleprompters. He was looking right at one of them the whole fucking time. Well, but you know, he doesn't need a teleprompter because he has like you know one of those great things up in here. They call it like a really good memory. Obviously, he's like a really good brain. I was the best student. (laughs) And I have like one of the world's great, they call it a memory. (laughs) You may have heard of it. A lot of people are talking about memories. Memories? I've heard heard a lot of people talk about memories and what a great memory I have. Oh. I can't remember the last time I heard them say it, but I know it happened because I have a great (laughs) memory. (laughs) And apparently he's bitching now that if you... That, that the Democrats who didn't applaud for him during the State of the Fucking Union address, that they're guilty of treason. As if he's never, ever in his entire privileged fucking life watched another State of the Union address. And I'm sure he hasn't. Because if he had, he would know that whoever is president, the opposing party, very, very, very rarely applauds anything that the president says. Well, that happens yeah. at every State of the Union address, to, not just at Trump's State of the Union address. Yeah. To be fair to Trump, if there's anything he knows well, it's fucking treason. <laughs> <laughs> 
If it could be said, he's an expert at anything. <laughs> well, and he didn't have anybody yell during his State of the Union address that he's a liar. You know, we saw uh -huh. that with President Obama. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one GOP guy, I can't even remember his fucking name, who, while Obama is delivering his address, just shouts out, liar! Yep. But, but you know, the Democrats not sucking Donald Trump's dick, that's, that's treasonous. What a fucking crybaby clown asshole. Fucking tired of that guy. I mean, he, he really does think that being a president is dictatorship. The way, the way he talks about things like this and he's mm -hmm. like the way he goes after the press, you know, the, um, he honestly, he honestly thinks that it's a dick, it's a dictatorship. That's, that's the way he sounds. I'm president. Everybody's supposed to do what I say, right? That's how this works. Yeah. Melania, Melania, give me a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. My tummy has a rumbly in it. <laughs> No, I, I just, I couldn't fucking do it. I couldn't bring myself to watch the State of the Union address this year. I'm hoping that by the time the State of the Union address rolls around next year, it'll be someone different. <laughs> Mike Pence? Uh, it would be really hard to watch also. <laughs> I don't know. I, we'll have to see how things shake out over the next year, but I'm really hoping that I won't have to miss the State of the Union because there's somebody who is just that much of an asshole that I can't watch them. Like I watched all of Bush's state of the union addresses. I watched Reagan's state of the union addresses. I can't fucking watch Donald Trump. I just can't. You watched another Patriots Super Bowl. Yeah. I watched, yeah. I watched another <laughs> Patriots Super Bowl. That was a, that was still I have just a great fucking game. Right. But my point is just that nobody, I mean, pe people are less excited to watch a Super Bowl if the Patriots are there. Uh, if they're not, if that's not their team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I couldn't fucking do it. This is Phil Ferguson of the cleverly titled the Phil Ferguson show. And thank God you're listening to the godless revolution. Our religions undermine respect for the only way of acquiring reliable information about the nature of the world. Religions encourage the pursuit of understanding by the contemplation of navels and the achievement of comprehension by adopting a variety of ways of stemming the flow of blood to the brain. They encourage scavenging hints about the nature of reality by the close analysis of those ancient, politically edited compilations of folk tales referred to as sacred texts. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Alright, so I haven't heard anything about this this kind of video before, but apparently he does this every year? I don't know. I just, I just happened to come across it today, sort of by accident. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, but it's, uh, it's, it's interesting if you're, um, not at all a skeptic, <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you have a mind toward the conspiratorial bent mm -hmm. or a mind bent toward conspiracy. All right, guys, really quick video here. Um, first of all, let me say, I'm going to take the time to decode 
the Super Bowl halftime show. <gasps> I just wanted to get this quick clip out to you guys. And now let me give you a disclaimer. Before you go any further into this video, uh -oh. me and you need to be on the same page. Okay. It's going to get deep. Uh-huh. And it's going to get deep. crazy. Uh-huh. And I'm going to grasp for straws that might not be there. Oh. <laughs> and I could be wrong. Uh-huh. And if you haven't been on a wild conspiracy theory ride your whole life, uh-huh. Uh, you might not even catch these. I mean, you have to be deeply crazy or really uh -huh. know your stuff uh -huh. to even relate to this. So before you dislike the video, Keep in mind, I've been doing this for 20 years. Oh. <laughs> so I knew they had to throw 666 in there somewhere. <laughs> Do you guys see it? Nope, I don't. See, at first, I was trying to turn the image upside down. So he's looking at the Pepsi Cola logo where... Who was sitting on the Pepsi logo thing? Anyway, oh, that was uh, Jimmy Fallon. Was it Jimmy oh, Fallon? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When they introduced JT? Who did a bang up job? I think it was a yeah, good, it was pretty it was good, good half halftime show. But he's looking at the Pepsi Cola sign and he's talking about different ways he can manip manipulate it in order to see what he wants to see. Right. <laughs> but they don't care. They don't have to hide it anymore. You see, the outside line is the first six. The inside dark area <laughs> uh -huh. is the second six, and then the third six. Is the other outside line. Six six six. We know who the Illuminati worship. Pepsi Cola? They don't have yeah. to hide it much anymore. I'm sure you could turn this image around ten different ways and probably uh come up with a six six six. So there's the first sign. There's the first sign. Now, off top, what we need to mention is the red handkerchief around um Justin Timberlake's neck. That's the first thing we got to mention. <laughs> note, Justin does not have to be gay to push a gay agenda. There's a, there's a note he felt he needed to put up during his video. He just has to have a I gay mean, everybody's heard. He has to have a what? He just has to, just has to have a gay handkerchief. Oh. <laughs> thing we got to mention. I mean, everybody's heard of the gay handkerchief code, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> you you mean you haven't heard of the gay handkerchief code, Ryan? No. <laughs> oh, I'm, am I am I a psychic? I'm I'm surprised that you've never heard of this before. I thought everybody knew about the gay handkerchief code. Just in prison, I thought it went in the pocket, though. <laughs> well, let's see. And that was just my first thoughts upon seeing it um the gay handkerchief code i was actually looking up the colors trying to see if i could find meaning what it means around the neck so i'm gonna look into that a little deeper um also another so he doesn't even fucking know he's, he's making shit like up. he's just making stuff up he's like he's, I, I saw that he's wearing this particular piece of fabric and well, he admitted up top that a large part of this is grasping at straws and he could be wrong. So he's just, he's just feeling it out. He's, he's greasing the conspiracy wheels. Uh -huh. Another big one, which we knew was going to be a, a, a big hidden symbol was the cube Saturn worship. Even at one time during the performance, they made the hexagon of Saturn. Um, and 
What the fuck is the hexagon of Saturn? <laughs> a, I don't know. <laughs> it's the first I've heard of it. <laughs> this is all stuff that I feel like I needed a primer to even watch this video to understand what this guy's saying. I just thought it sounded. I just thought it sounded super crazy. <laughs> then the other one. This this one's really a stretch. This this is the one that you guys might not be feeling. Do you guys remember? Wasn't it Tom Brady who just released a video kissing his son? <laughs> yeah, and I didn't see anything wrong with the video. I saw a couple of my friends on Facebook posted like, "This is sick and twisted and wrong," and I'm like, "You're you're 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 the one who's like bringing sexual overtones and connotation to this right. kiss between a parent and a child." Like, next post, is it okay yeah. to spank my kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sensually, why you got a massage? And people were debating, is this wrong or not wrong? And then, um, the, man, it, it was pretty creepy. But anyway, <laughs> let's jump back. Justin Timberlake runs up, takes a selfie with a little boy. and uh, That was that cool. Just, yeah, was the kid's things. like 13 or something. Not, I don't know if I'd say he's a little boy. Yeah. Well, how cool to be yeah, I thought it was at cool, the Justin. Super Bowl and Justin Timberlake's up like, in no, the crowd. get your yeah. phone out. Let's do a selfie. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that just, those two things clicked. Like, they were pushing this Tom Brady story about kissing his son. And that's exactly what I thought of when Justin Timberlake ran up and did a selfie with this little kid. That, what, he was going to kiss him? That what? is really grasping at straws. <laughs> like, yeah, if you're the little kid, it's nice, cool, you met a star, it's awesome, you know what I mean? But if you're trying to use symbolism hidden in plain sight this is how they do it or this just is be a, a message decent dude to people that know and that's that's as far as i'm going to go into that topic um <laughs> because because he has nowhere I, to go with it yeah i i think this guy needs to invest in an occam's razor yeah. uh. <laughs> something a little sharper than what he's got now anyway the other thing I saw was the rainbow colors. Uh, you know, there's there's been a lot of push in this country for gay and equal rights. Um, so that's there's been a push I... for equal rights. <laughs> oh, weird. That sucks for the people who don't already have them. Yeah. Rights. Um, so that's what I saw. I saw rainbows of colors. And me personally, I don't care whether you're gay, whether you're not. I'm just going to comment on it as if it's a bad thing uh -huh. and it should be hidden away and you're throwing out secret messages to make other people gay. Also, it's funny, too, because, like, humans have a very narrow uh, band of the electromagnetic spectrum that we can see. And Dan some of them are fewer. limited. Yeah. <laughs> but but like if if you want to have a colorful whatever, you're you're limited. Mm. to the colors of the rainbow. That's all you can do. These are the colors we can use because these are the colors we can see. Yeah, so if so, if the gay agenda has stolen all the colors, we're fucked. Because mm. we can, <laughs> now we can't use any colors without being part of pushing that, you know? Yeah, give us our colors back. Or we're, we're going to do an attack! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> but what does concern me is trying to push that upon the youth of the 
If he has no problem with somebody being gay, uh-huh. what the fuck? Why the fuck should it matter what their age is? Because they're trying to push it on the youth of the, the United youth. States of America. Oh, uh, them damn youths can't figure anything out. <laughs> United States of America. It can be okay to be something. It doesn't mean that you push people to be that. Does he put a disclaimer before his videos that you have to be a certain age to watch them? Uh-huh. Does he yeah. <laughs> does he re- also recommend that every religion follow this guideline that you have to be a certain age in order to attend church and right. have these ideas foisted on you? Right. And and that's all I'm going to say on that. I hope I didn't offend anybody, but those were just the things <laughs> so you that confused caught us. my eye right now tonight. <laughs> um the Saturn hexagon worship, if, the cube worship, if, if you guys aren't into that, you're probably not going to feel the video at all. But overall, I'll I'll have to say it was it was a decent halftime show. It wasn't <laughs> from first sight. It wasn't as evil. As- when they when they did the projection of Prince on there, I thought it was really cool. And then when oh, they yeah. put yeah. Prince's symbol, like I don't know how they did that throughout the city or if that was just a graphic overlay, but yeah. it was really cool. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. As normally they are. But I remember also reading an article last week. If I find it, I will post it to Twitter talking about how the Super Bowl halftime show and commercials were probably going to focus on love this year and um, bringing the country back together. And I think that's what they did. And I think they did a good job. Um, Also, the other thing I forgot to note, I was waiting to see if they did a Prince hologram like was rumored. If they did a Prince hologram, I was going to say something. They got something to do with resurrection. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hologram. (laughs) If they did a hologram, they would have something. They got something to do with resurrection. (laughs) They bringing that fool back. (laughs) He's not the Prince of Peace. Oh, geez. (laughs) Um, He gave a little tribute to Prince in here, and uh, I. Is it a stretch? What do you guys think? Let me know in the comment section. No, I think you're 100% right. (laughs) No stretch at all. You're not not grasping at straws that aren't there. Is it a stretch to say that either A, they were bragging um, that the Illuminati (laughs) killed Prince? (laughs) (laughs) Who is they that he's talking about? The Illuminati. The the Illuminati is bragging? Are they bragging about, yeah, are they bragging about executing Prince or assassinating Prince? By how were they bragging? By showing his resurrection in the hologram. <laughs> okay. I still don't understand that. <laughs> I don't either. Okay. The, um, giving him a shout out in this halftime show. Were they bragging about killing him or were they referencing resurrection? And I, I honestly, I was really hoping they were going to do the hologram of him. I was going to jump on here and say, you know, they're they're talking about resurrection and blah 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 blah. But they didn't. So you tell me, was that a was that a nice tribute to Prince? If you saw it, um, I want to know what you think in the comment section. And also, if there was any blatant Illuminati Super Bowl symbolism you saw that I didn't, please let me know in the comment section because I'm going to decode the whole halftime show this week. <laughs> So uh, wow, let me know. Uh, thank you guys for watching. <laughs> Sorry the video is so short. I just wanted to get it up right now with my first thoughts straight to you guys. All right. More- oh, well, I'm glad he did that. Oh, yeah. 
I don't, I don't think my week would have been complete had I not seen his immediate initial First read of the halftime shit, show. Yeah, I was holding my breath. Ever since I saw the, the halftime show at the Super Bowl, I was like, fuck, what's ex-Army Joe going to say? <laughs> yeah. And I knew the Illuminati was there. I just didn't know the, the, how they linked up. Now I do. Hmm. Yeah. It's all uh, very not at all interesting, I think, really. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Just crazy. I, there's so many people like that out on YouTube, though. That I know. You fall down a rabbit hole of just fucking nonsense. That's all YouTube is anymore, is a rabbit hole of fucking nonsense. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got in an argument with somebody on Facebook. It's it's an ongoing thing where they made this post just, it's fucking, their post is insane in the first place. And then- Insane I, in the first place. <laughs> then when I insane in the brain, insane in the brain. But when I tried asking them questions about it, it was, gosh, I said it was just my opinion. Oh yeah, gosh, Ugh. why did I don't have to back up my opinion? <laughs> they with went evidence. all Napoleon Dynamite on. Oh you. my god, it was fucking. Yeah, that's just that's just a way of trying to weasel out of it when you. My dad will do that sometimes. Like he, he, he does not want to debate or confront or anything. And so he'll frame things like in the form of a question, mm -hmm. like, well, what if this, you know, and then I'll be like, okay, well that can't make, that doesn't make sense because blah, blah, blah. I'm just, I'm just saying what if, <laughs> okay. So either it means something or it doesn't. You know, you're putting it forward as a possibility or you're fucking not, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sounds like that's kind of what's going on there too. They're just like, throw it out there. And then as soon as they're questioned, as soon as they're questioned about it, they're like, ah, opinion, just opinion. <laughs> well, her, so this person's post is from a website called truthexam.com. Mm. So already it's highly reputable. Mm -hmm. uh, and the comment so the the title of the article is Oregon crops rot as immigration crackdown creates farm worker shortage farmers forced to hire expensive contractors and this woman is uh she she says she's very liberal yeah and she ain't well she's liberal she's not skeptical oh. <laughs> so she oh, okay. posts this and then her comment on it is Good. I've always said, thank a Mexican when you sit down to your Thanksgiving dinner. If not for them, your ass would have been eating Cheerios or frozen pizza. Dude, everybody in this country sits down on Thanksgiving and thanks Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Seuss, I think hey, you Seuss. Mean. <laughs> Yeah. The government wants this so they can buy out farmers and all crops will be government owned slash operated. Monsanto will have a field oh. day. And we oh, all, and she put field in quotes. Uh huh. Pun intended. And we all get to be forced to eat whatever they think we need to eat. And so I just started with, well, what does Monsanto have to do with any of this? And then it's just been this long, holy shit, this long back and forth, and like, How many and there's days? there's nothing to support anything she said, it, and she says. In my opinion, a bigger agenda, blah, blah, blah. And it's the kind of thing where, like, I ask simple questions and then I can tell that it really bothers that person because they'll make three or four comments before I can respond at all. 
Like, I don't want opinions. I want facts. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I asked that simple question. She makes three comments. Uh, and then I said, can I, can you point me to evidence of any of that? And then she made another comment that says, I just said, in my opinion, we all know Cheney's connections to Monsanto. I don't think it's a stretch to think there could have been an agenda in place for the long run. No reason to think that the agenda has changed much. In my opinion, that is the agenda. I heard a few years ago that Oregon or Washington state, maybe both, was changing laws about gardening, even in your own yard, for your personal consumption. They were shutting down farmers, market vendors that sold produce labeled organic, saying that organic is a government-owned label and the people had no permit to sell organic. These are small things that don't get any major national notice, but local gardening websites and state gardening groups have been discussing it. This was maybe three or four years ago, maybe a little more or less. (laughs) Or so, I don't have any evidence for this. I'm going to make shit up. So it was somewhere in the ratio of two to five years ago. <laughs> yeah. So with a percentage a of 13. Ago. Yeah. So maybe three or four years ago, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Maybe it was Washington. Maybe it was Oregon. Maybe it was both. I don't know. I read something somewhere years ago that I'm probably completely misrepresenting. I don't know what the yep. fuck I'm talking about. So I said, you're just throwing out random conspiracy theories, Alex Jones style. And she pretends not to know what that means. Yeah. Huh? I'm not a news organization. I'm a Facebook person. I'm sharing my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) And I just said, most people have an informed opinion on the topics they choose to address. It seems you have no credible evidence to back up anything you've said. Just like Alex Jones. This threat is so bad. I'm half expecting you to mention lizard people. (laughs) And... <laughs> yeah. So then she says, what the hell is your deal? If you don't like someone's opinion, typically you just move on, especially if the opinion isn't portrayed as anything but opinion. I'm not up for any Facebook awards for most credible status. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are not. I'm just sharing my opinion. Thanks so much for managing to be so offended by said opinion that you felt the need to be shitty and insulting. That's working for you. Here's here's the thing. Uh <sighs> How did you arrive at your opinions then? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get out of her. Right. If 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 there isn't reason for you to get to that opinion, what the fuck are you even talking about? All I mean, isn't that what people do? You you discover reasons for things and then you say, "Oh, okay. Well, there's an opinion I like that I'll grab onto because these reasons lead me there whatever." <laughs> so when you state that opinion and someone says, Huh, that's new to me. What are your reasons? How you did say, you arrive at that oh, conclusion? Sure. Yeah. X, Y, and Z. So how did she get the opinion? She just puts an opinion and you say, oh, okay, well, what are your reasons? Ah, I don't fucking know. I'm not a word of credible. I'm on Facebook. Who are you to question me? What's your deal? And so I said, my deal is wanting to ensure that what I believe and say is based on fact and facts and evidence. Is that not your deal? I'm certainly not offended by what you've said, just horribly disappointed. And then she says, I'm really not going to sit here and defend my opinion and, and speculation on the possibilities of the things I mentioned. Like, well, then why the fuck are you saying them? Like, if if you feel the need to say something and can't defend anything you say from even the simplest of fucking questions, why the fuck did you post it in the first place? Yeah. Write it down in your fucking diary and file it away somewhere where nobody else will ever fucking see it because that's all the difference you're making with your shitty, stupid, opinion-based post. 
So then we go back and forth and back and forth, and I posted a gif of jacking off, just a, <laughs> just a little, just a little hand motion. <laughs> uh, then I said, you know, give me your absolute best argument against Monsanto. Then she went on this gish gallop of Monsanto seeds blowing the wind onto oh, neighboring yeah. farmers' land. Monsanto's suing the farmers now. Blah, you know, all of this stuff that we've talked about on the over show and that over is over and over again. Yeah. It is total bullshit. Uh, well, did you expect her to have anything else? Because I mean, this is clearly another case of grabbing an opinion without having any reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then some other asshole starts yeah. chiming in and says, "Oh, it's worse than that." Because when they sue the farmer, it's not just suing about patent infringement. They're suing for copyright infringement, which allows for statutory damages of up to 150000 Like, then they're just yeah, – I now, don't even know where he's getting this shit from. Like, I've, this is stuff yeah. that I have not seen before. Like, what the fuck is he even talking yeah, about? Yeah, now it's just a – now they're just in a circle jerk. Yeah, and so they went back and forth with each other for a little while, and then I just said, okay, if I choose to spend enough time to explain why you're wrong, complete with actual evidence to support my position, will you change your mind, or would my time and efforts be completely wasted on an uninformed ideologue? Mm -hmm. She says, to share away, blah, 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 uh, uh, share away, nobody should ever be closed to further information. When that happens, progress ends. After telling me that she is upset that I made a comment at all on here. So, uh, yeah, then, so then I just said, great. I asked for your very best argument against Monsanto when you went on a gish gallop, please narrow your argument to one thing and I'll address it again, make it your very best argument against Monsanto. And if I show you why you're absolutely wrong, I expect you to stop using that argument and adjust your thinking. And that earned me a laughing reply from the other asshole on here. And... Then he says, Dan Ellis, nah, B, that ain't how this shit works. We put out our points. You either counter them or present your points. And what? then, <laughs> And then, yep. of course, these people can't make just one comment. He's gonna this, make this guy is white, by the way. Yeah. And then he says, Dan Ellis, you don't get to move the goalposts now that you got served. And I have yet to reply because I, I'm not, I don't know where I got served other than yeah. him saying that I had do nothing i don't i don't know i just get really frustrated because it with with some people it doesn't matter how nicely you broach the subject most people you think it's with most people with most people it doesn't matter i i I think here's an opinion of mine (laughs) (laughs) well now this is just an opinion exactly so So don't ask me any (laughs) follow-ups but it seems to me that there's some sort of energy saving uh something that happens in the brain where i mean we can't possibly be spending a ton of energy and time breaking down every little piece of information or an input we encounter every day all day right mm-hmm. and so there's all these like efficiency shortcuts and and uh all all all, all this kind of energy saving whatever's that go on in the brain to just sort of make quick work of, oh, that's pro- process the information. Oh, that goes here. That goes there. That goes, you know. And mm. so um, I think most people are operating on that part. Mm. You know, they're just going, oh, yeah, that fits with what I've already believed. That fits that. You know, they're just storing stuff away. And little and, bits and of data. Almost nobody stops to say, you know, like, like this situation makes me angry. And they stop there. They don't say, why am I angered by this? 
and then try to figure out what's going on or, or, you know, what's behind all the, you know, no, there's no mind. introspection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think people are basic. Most people are basically operating on that superficial level. Mm. Mm. You know, I like this. I don't like that, you know, but nothing beyond that. Hmm. This fits with my worldview. Therefore I'll keep it. That one I don't like. Therefore I'm going to discard it. Hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of that plays out. Cause it's been, I don't know, like 24 hours now, back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, it's, it's gotten where I'm just like, okay, I'll work with you here. Tell me, give me your very best single argument about it. And it, no, you got served. Yeah. You didn't get you. I got served by what? Narrow it to one thing. Let's talk about it. No, no. you can't move the goalposts. What yeah. are you doing? I'm moving the goalposts apparently by trying to take this point by point. Yeah. See, at some point in his life, that guy has encountered a couple of uh, cool sounding fallacies. And so he just likes to stick them in there when, yeah, you know, it's just another one of those things. There's no reason for it. It's just. It's my opinion you're moving the goalposts. So fuck you for asking. <laughs> That'd be a good reply. Is it your opinion that I'm moving the goalposts? Yeah, I just want to actually yeah. move the goalposts. I'm post? just trying to clarify because I need to know what I can ask questions to and what I can't. Yeah. So if this is your opinion, I'll just move on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's frustrating. I, I I used to I used to be much more of a dick online. Uh I used to be much more of a did I say B? I feel like I Skip mm-hmm. that word. Anyway, I used to be much more of a dick online and I've tempered myself a lot over the last few years. And it's really frustrating because I see time and time again that it doesn't, that, that for a large number of people, like it doesn't fucking matter how I say it or what I say, they're going to be pissed off yep. that I said anything at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I scroll past most of this or much of this. And the people that I typically scroll past are the people that I know are so far gone or that they're just so far out there that there's no, there's no redeeming qualities in trying to get them to see my side of the issue because they're, they're so far off to the right that if I influence them on one little thing, it's not going to make much of a change. But if I see somebody who is, you know, purportedly a leftist, a liberal thinking person who is on my team for most things. And they're, they're, they have some crazy ideas about some other things. I'll say, Hey, maybe that's not quite accurate. Can you tell me how you got to there? And it's my opinion. I can't just, uh, I said, it's my opinion. That's all. I don't need any evidence. Yeah. People like that are more interested in, in thinking they appear smart than being, than being right. Yeah. Because, Clearly, she's not concerned with being right, and she doesn't want to be challenged. She just wants to put it out there and go on feeling like people think she's smart, mm. right? I mean, Probably. this is a judgment I'm making, in my opinion, but- um, <laughs> It's just like your opinion, man. Yeah, but th- this is this is based on my experience with humans. Mm. And humans suck. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just, it gets frustrating. I, like, I try to be nice- and with this conversation, it's getting, it's coming close to the point where I'm not going to be nice anymore. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, that'll do it for tonight's episode for the regular stuff. Want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be Michelle Short. Christy Kalbach. Camille Baroski. Numania. Alan Firth. Gatheist. Larry Wilson. 
Dr. Dan, Matt's boss from the 2SC podcast, to whom we pledge loyalty. Janet Uter. Let them eat Kafefe. Stephen Andrus. Marius Kot Butchakowski. Rob Otto. Utah Outcasts. Tim Jacobson. Matuler. Megan Kennedy. Andrew Vodapich. Brandy Hamrick. Jeremy Goodson. Angelica Pearson. Wes Aaron. The Purple Dragon. And Taylor Grin. Yay! Thank you all very much. We really appreciate all of your support. Yes, we do. We're coming up on ending season four. We'll be starting season five in just a couple months. It's crazy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. We'll be starting season five, man. I was, yeah. I was kind of blown away by the whole idea of it. I'm just, five years. I'm just excited that we were going into syndication. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got picked up for another season. Uh-huh. Uh, next week we will have the the always awesome Mr. David Silverman as our guest talk about the American Air American Atheists. The American Atheists. It's coming up in the Kerper Mirns. Uh the American Atheist Convention in Oklahoma City which will be the end of March. And I'm going to be attending and should be lots of fun. Matt Dillahunty said that he won't be there this year. He's got some other plans. He was disappointed. No. I'm disappointed that I won't get to see him, but there will be a ton of other really cool people there, including Hugh Laurie. So that should be fun. Oh, wow. House is in the house. <laughs> yeah. I would love to MD. meet him. Get, get to meet Mr. Hugh Laurie. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, so until next week, crucify that Illuminati. Fuck, you took mine. (laughs) I'm going to say it anyways. Leave a review to appease the Illuminati. (laughs) (laughs) And rate the Illuminati five times a day toward Mecca.
what kind of burrito did she get? Uh, I think it was a number seven. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't burrito much. I don't go to Del Taco much. Besides to get their I don't cheap tacos. Burrito much. <laughs> like, like how either. is that? How is that even a question? Should I hit my kids? How's no? <laughs> Well, I also didn't get home till after five. Oh. Ah. Oh, right. You had to go pick up Sarah. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I remember now. I was like, I've already driven like 150 miles today. I'm like, can I just here? Didn't we switch it to Monday for you? <laughs> well, yeah, then I told you that I had to pick Sarah from the airport. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't know what was going to be going on. Yeah, I'm just fucking with you. I yeah. know. This will be interesting because it's all three of us, but I get to control Ryan's volume. I know. I was afraid of that. I was actually going to bring that up. I'm like, if Matt doesn't like what I'm saying, he can fucking turn me off. <laughs> Jesus, I went to the bathroom and you came back and you guys were already talking about his dog again? <laughs> <laughs> Bark, 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 bark.